Nation, Rob McGregor, welcome you to a place where all kinds of phenomena flourish. Voices whisper, ancient secrets, signs and symbols are abundant. UFOs, ETs, ghosts, and even the dead move about freely. Here we meet authors, researchers, and investigators of the mysterious, the strange, and of the inexplicable anomalies that surround us. Step out of the everyday world and take a journey into the mystical underground. Welcome to the Mystical Underground. Thank you for joining us. This is Rob McGregor. And, and Trish McGregor. And our producer and tech magician, John Posey. You can go to themysticalunderground.com where we make regular blog posts and where you can find out about our books. Among them, Phenomena, Harnessing Your Psychic Abilities, The Secrets of Spirit Communication, Sensing the Future, and Aliens in the Backyard. Our most recent book is called The Shift, Reports from the Mystical Underground. Trisha's latest novel is White Crows, and Rob's seventh Indiana Jones novel, The Staff of Kings, is available in ebook and audio. Trish. Okay, our guests today are Ralph and Deborah Blumenthal. Ralph was a reporter for the New York Times from 1964 to 2009 and has written seven books based on investigative crime reporting and cultural history. His first book related to the UFO, The Believer, Alien Encounters, Hard Science, and the Passion of John Mack, a really wonderful book. It was the first biography of Pulitzer Prize-winning Harvard psychiatrist John Mack, who died in 2004, who risked an esteemed career as a Harvard professor in psychiatry to pursue accounts of human abductions by aliens. Now Ralph has co-authored a beautifully illustrated children's book with his wife, Deborah, and it's called UFOs, Mysteries in the Sky. Deborah Blumenthal is an award-winning journalist and nutritionist who now divides her time between writing children's books and adult novels. She's been a regular contributor to The New York and a home design columnist for Newsday of Long Island. Her articles on health, fitness, beauty, and travel have appeared in many other newspapers and national magazines. Welcome to both of you. We've really Welcome. been looking forward to this. Thank, Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Yeah. So before we get into talking about your new book, uh, the two of you wrote, uh, I'd like uh, to ask Ralph if uh, you can give us any update on the story you broke a couple of weeks ago with Leslie Keen about the whistleblower uh, David uh, Grush and uh, his contention that the government has been withholding the truth about recovery of uh, otherworldly crafts and bodies. Anything yeah, new on that? Yeah. Uh, it, the story's uh, really uh, hit a nerve. I mean, yeah. it's uh, gone viral. Um, Congress is now scheduling hearings. Uh, a lot of members of Congress, uh, Marco Rubio, uh, uh, Gillibrand, Senator Gillibrand, have talked about uh, the revelations of, by David Grush, a high-level intelligence guy, who really for the first time has gone on the record um, with his credentials saying that the government is in possession of um, a craft not of this earth. Um, and uh, other people have said that, but, but Grush has particularly good credentials um, and he's very credible. And he has said this to Congress uh, in closed testimony. He's made a whistleblower complaint because he was uh, retaliated against uh, illegally 
as he contends under the law. He's supposed to be protected for coming forward. So anyway, he has a lot of um, uh, you know credentials to make these claims, and the story has really uh, ballooned, uh, mushroomed, <laughs> you snowballed. <laughs> uh, you could pick your image. So uh, that's where it stands. And by the way, his lawyer, who is a former uh, um, inspector general of the intelligence community, Charles McCullough. Um, has, uh, has left his law firm, we understand, in order to take him on as a client because mm. the law firm, in a very strange statement, said that they would they had finished their job of representing him and uh, and you know they they were they were out of it they were finished huh. when apparently it's not finished. I mean, he still has the, the, the whistleblower case uh, pending, but McCullough is going to continue to represent him. We understand, and that is going to be announced uh, we think uh, shortly so anyway that's that's kind of where it stands yeah so yeah. can can we expect to hear more from others coming forward with information do you think well there are others i mean grush is not alone uh, he he was singularly courageous in coming forward under his own name and speaking to us on the record to leslie and me um but there are others and we are in touch with people and trying to get them to Come forward. So we think, you know, once the genie is out of the bottle like this, uh, it's it's very hard, if not impossible, uh -huh. to put it back in. That's good. Now, did mm. this whole thing uh, for you and Deborah have something to do with writing this kid's book? Well, let me turn it over to Deborah and she'll talk. Okay. Um, well, this really goes back to pre pandemic days. Um, we were home together as we're many couples. And um, Ralph was doing a lot of publicity for The Believer. Mm -hmm. And I was hearing his back and forth with various people about uh, the crafts and the whole topic of UFOs. And as a children's book writer, I'm always in search of new ideas for projects. And we had never worked together. We had always gone in completely different directions. Um, and I, it just occurred to me one day, gee, is there a children's book on UFOs? <clears> and <throat> if there isn't, there's certainly a place for one. Yeah, so we began to do a little <clears throat> research and we realized that there really was nothing in the nonfiction area for picture book readers. I mean, there were books for middle grade and young adult, and many of them were really silly um, science fiction, goofy, making fun of the field. But they had never done anything in terms of a legitimate picture book. So that really, and I, so I asked Ralph, and he was mulling it over and didn't quite <laughs> respond. <laughs> and then I asked him a second time, and um, we slowly put together a draft and, you know, went from my computer to his and back and forth numerous times. And then we, we agreed on a, a project, you know, a, a manuscript we were both happy with. And really, that's how it all began. Yeah, I mean, uh. I was, we'd never worked together before because we published <laughs> different things. And Deborah is, you know, writing children's books and then young adult middle grade. And I'm writing uh, nonfiction, uh, you know, true crime type uh, uh -huh. books. Uh, so it was a kind of a learning experience to work together. So it turns out I think we're a good team. Oh, I think <laughs> <Yeah>. you're terrific. <laughs> Well, we really had different strengths in terms of putting together the book. You know, neither of us had worked together with partners. Well, Ralph had at one point, and I think we both agree that it's easier to work on your own and be unencumbered <laughs> by someone else. You know, 
handle it this way, handle it that way. Or I don't like this. I don't like that. But in this case, you know, I had experience in the children's book field, numerous picture books before, and Ralph certainly had the background in UFOs. So it, it really was a good marriage of talents. Yeah. Is this book part of a series? No, it isn't. Oh, okay. Yeah, but um, you know, you gave us a good idea. Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> yeah. I think it should be. I wish I'd had a, a book like this for myself when I was a kid, and also for our daughter. You know, she was freaked out by the X Files, but I think if she had seen <laughs> a book like this, she would have loved it. <clears throat> she would have loved it. Yeah. Well, we realize it really is a, a magical, mystical field, and. You know, as a parent, where do you begin the discussion of introducing mm -hmm. kids to UFOs? So we wanted something very basic, very credible, and we stuck to the science and verifiable information. And really, we didn't go further than that. And we did get a great illustrator, Adam. Yeah, she's terrific. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. <laughs> picture books before. He did a book of mine called The Blue House Dog. And mm -hmm. I was really thrilled with the way that uh. turned out. So he was interested in this topic. And so he got on board immediately. Yeah. The, uh, he, he did a fantastic job. His perspectives yeah. are so interesting. Yeah. So sometimes it's even above the UFO looking down. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, and here's a... Uh, Here's an example okay. of that real quick. Uh, and as soon as I say that, I can't find it. Here, <laughs> here we go. Okay, okay. there you go. Yeah, yeah. This but, uh, yeah I love very, that one. Very Susian uh, is yeah. what, I th <laughs> yeah. what I like about it. Very Susian because yeah. that that is, that those are the books I loved when I was growing up is yeah. Dr. Seuss. Yep. Well, I remember when Adam was illustrating The Blue House Dog, he told me he really got down on the ground and looked at a car headlight the way a dog would see it. <laughs> and I could never have imagined that you do that, but obviously to get the proper perspective, that's what you do. Oh, yeah. I don't know if he, you know, kind of climbed the tree and looked <laughs> down, but um, he's very interested in getting things right. So yeah, yeah it really worked. <laughs> so you start out to the book very simply, just kind of introducing the subject, but by the end of it, uh, you know, you're you're getting more into the almost the current uh, topics uh, related to the, the subject, which is interesting. I thought, well, uh, you know, I mean, uh, we, we, how you get into this subject for young people is an interesting question because mm -hmm. it's so much misinformation <laughs> and speculation uh, around. So we started off with the story that I had from the believer um, uh, a, a colleague of John Mack told me, uh, Wes Boyd, another psychiatrist, that when he was a, a kid, he saw a UFO on a tennis court. So mm -hmm. we started uh, our book uh, together um, with this story of two kids on a tennis court who see yeah. a UFO. And again, this is all strictly factual. This is what they saw. There's no speculation, no aliens uh -huh. in this book. It's all, uh, you know, science and um, an observation and uh, what has been confirmed now through the Navy. Hmm. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, which uh, you, you get into a little bit uh, towards the end of the book about that, too. That's, that's right. interesting. Now, uh, so you had, how did you meet this illustrator? Just through your first book about uh, the dog? Well, he was, rec my agent represented him at the time, and she thought he would be a good match uh -huh. for 
the earlier book, The Blue House Dog. And so when this project came along, I had obviously been following his career. Uh And I just had the feeling that he would do a good job with it. So I, I called him directly. And he, was, he was very enthusiastic, you know. Uh, he did this in record time, as it turned out. He was booked up with a lot of other uh, jobs, <clears throat> and uh, he kind of put them aside. I don't know how he juggled it, but usually <laughs> artists take a long, long time yeah. to you know, illustrate a book. You have to book them years in advance, but he turned this out in record he, time. He's very fast. <laughs> he's He just gets yeah. done. John, John, if you can put up uh, another... Uh, uh, illustration or two uh would be good you there john <laughs> he said don't interrupt me because i may be <laughs> doing something else so uh-huh. <laughs> he has another job <laughs> so he, oh, yeah, may but... not have, <laughs> he may not have heard that no here you okay, go there he is. Oh, i'm sorry I, I was punching buttons so yeah <laughs> so uh yeah uh, can that's so if, cool. Can you say that? Yeah, that's yeah. that is a nice one. And uh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, that's neat too. <laughs> I love his angles. The way yeah. he does. That. Yeah, his angles. Right. Yeah, off kilter. Uh, just mm. the way uh, you know reality would have it. Right. Yeah, that one reminds me of the aliens in our backyard story, Trish. Yeah, really, read. I know. Because except the the craft in this story came down vertically between a, uh, a willow tree and the house. And oh. <laughs> wow, yeah. that is a good look at that. That's really cool. Yeah. Okay, so do you think your book your book's going to be banned in Florida? <laughs> well, you know, for Chris, children, this. Uh, this is an uncomfortable subject for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. they don't know how to take it, uh, parents. So we were hoping that this would be a, a way for them to to initiate a conversation right. with their kids when their kids ask them a question. This would be a resource uh, for parents to turn to because it's really kind of non judgmental. I mean, it, it right. talks yeah. science it and you know <laughs> what has been confirmed now by. Uh, by the Pentagon, that these things really exist. They uh-huh. don't more than that. So, um, but yeah, this so- is a, s- a strange area, and people, a lot of people are afraid of it. I mean, uh, with, with some justification because no one understands it. No one knows right. what these things are, where they come from, why they're here. Um, so, um, and, and it's also a book that doesn't pretend to have answers. Right. You really raise the <laughs> questions, and there clearly are more questions than answers in the field. But it just gives readers, parents, children, whoever, the question, the right questions to ask, right. and perhaps you know, guiding them in the directions to go. Right. So and that's you're, what to do, just provoke conversation. Yeah. yeah, and you're not you're not making a joke out of it either. That's no. been the well, problem. That's, that's, the that's a good thing. point. It's Thank you for saying that because the ridicule factor is still a big problem. It is. Uh, and especially in the mainstream media, they can't wait to joke about it. Make yeah. Fun of it. Um, yeah. And, you know, and, and it scares people. It scares legitimate yeah. scientists. Um, it scares people who have has had these experiences right. from coming forward. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's a very yeah. fortunate it's, aspect of this. Yeah, because it's potentially the biggest story ever of any. <laughs> you think so. Exactly. Yeah. The yeah. thing is, I wonder how many children have had these experiences, but are, are so blown away by it, they don't know how to talk about it. Well, exactly right. And they feel odd. They feel uncomfortable. Right. And um, 
you know, we've started to do different book children's book fairs now. And it it really education to just have kids come over to us. Uh You can almost spot the ones who are interested from a distance. (laughs) They're like their eyes, you know, glom on light up. And so far we haven't gotten any kids who told us they had any strange experiences. I mean, adults, yes. But, yeah, um, we heard people came over to us just the last week at a table and said that they had a you know UFO experience. So, have you had families come up to you and say we've all seen this? No, that hasn't happened and, yet. Uh, but Trish, as you as you and Rob know, um, this does tend to run in families. Yes, I mean, it does. Kind of that other researchers have found that that for some reason <laughs> that we don't understand. This phenomenon seems to occur in uh, over different generations of the same uh-huh. family. So if, if parents have had these experiences, um, the chances are better than not. <laughs> the children will, will have, or the, the grandparents have had, whether this is right. some tracking thing, you know, we, we don't know. But yeah. it does seem um, that is, is an aspect of this phenomenon that is among the, the stranger things around. Yeah, it really is. It is yeah, yeah. Do you I was, know, did I, I just, I had a question that just occurred to me. Uh, Ralph, do you know if anybody in John Mack's family had experiences? Um, good question. Um, uh, I always I wondered about that. Did because John didn't, you know, uh, John yeah. was disappointed that he never had a sighting uh, or an abduction experience, and then he realized, well, it's probably better that he didn't, because <laughs> speaking, you know, as an outsider, uh-huh. with, uh, uh, an axe to grind. But um, I know his kids. I, I've talked to them. I knew his wife briefly before she died, sadly of cancer. And um, uh, I am not aware of anyone else in the family. You know, he came from a very conventional family, by the way. Um, they went uh-huh. into you know weird things. And it was not like, you know, he was brought up believing in, you know, aliens, flying saucers. Right. He was very firmly grounded. Um, and that's why it was such a revelation uh, when he took uh, an interest in this subject. I mean, he was a highly recognized Harvard psychiatrist. And he said, there's something going on here that's really interesting. Yeah. He had credibility because he wasn't a, 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 I use the word believer in a special way, as you know. Um, not that he was gullible, but that he believed yeah. in the truth, et cetera. But anyway, to answer your question, no, I don't think anyone in his family huh. have an experience. Yeah. Now, like what that. about either of you? I'm sorry, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have not. No. We have okay. Not. okay. Yeah, I like that uh, you brought in one of the stories that is in the John Mack book about the Zimbabwe uh, story mm-hmm. with, with the kids on the playground uh, into your book. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? That's an interesting case because they followed up on those kids uh, as adults. Right. Well, obviously, when you're writing a children's book, you want to bring children into the book. And this was such a dramatic story. And there were uh-huh. so many children who were observers and who did drawings and recorded <laughs> their observations so we thought you know this obviously has to be part of the book and we're hoping you know children will relate to that especially children in the classroom I mean Uh you can't get a better group of um, objective observers they had never experienced anything like before and yet they all had the same story to tell 
So, you know, as reporters, this is gold, you know, and everyone's saying the same thing. Yeah, this is really one of the best cases on record, as you know. Right. Because 60 different children had the same experience. um, And they were too young to really have read books about UFOs or gone to the movies. So they were pretty uncontaminated. Uh, They drew pictures of what what they had seen. And they were very credible. And John Mack, uh, as a psychiatrist, was particularly attuned to to children because he was uh, very close to his own three boys. And he was always interested in what, you know, prospective kids had. And he said, these kids are not making it up. I mean, he interviewed kids as young as two years old about being flown out of their cribs and, you know, taken up in a spacecraft. And, you know, these kids have not read books about two years (laughs) old about UFOs. Uh, So where was that coming from? Right. Um, yeah. So, oh, by the way, uh, you know, you, you just reminded me of something. Uh, Doug, I mean, uh, Bud Hopkins, who was John Mack's mm-hmm. uh, introduction to the whole UFO thing, uh, an artist who started the really basically started the whole science. Or, or you yeah, know, we met Bud. You know, Bud. Yeah. Uh, he developed a test where he drew a twelve, uh, I think, twelve images of popular figures. You know, Santa Claus. Um, uh, you know, different pop Mickey Mouse, and he showed them to the kids. And one was an alien. And he said, do you recognize any of these pictures? And often the kids would pick out the alien. Now, one kid, one kid didn't pick out the alien. And, and Bud Hopkins later realized he made a mistake because he asked the wrong question. He said, do you know any of these figures? And the kid didn't know the alien. <laughs> but later when he rephrased it, the kid says, yeah, I recognize that, that thing. I just don't know him. <laughs> yeah, right. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> Didn't John Mack go to Zimbabwe, actually? In the yeah, he did. he did. And it's in my book. Yeah. Uh, and that's how you know we knew about the case. And there's a wonderful film, as you probably know, Randy Nicholson right. um, uh, did go back to Zimbabwe and interview um, to track down some of the former kids who are now right. adults. Yeah. It turns out their lives were, you know, irrevocably changed yeah. by the experience. And they still think about it. Yeah. Uh, it's a wonderful film. Um, How could you not think about it, John? <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, right. Yeah. Something like that that was shared by so many. Yeah. 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 So uh Ralph, um back to your article. Why why didn't the New York Times or the Washington uh, Post publish the story? Is it well, the, um, the Times? You know, we came to the Times first because they published our other articles. Right. And it was kind of an early stage when we were putting it together. We went to them immediately, and at that point, they they passed on it. I mean, you know, we uh, we take them. We've taken them a lot of stories. Some they picked up, some they didn't. But then, by the time we had really began to pull it together, we had a long a long discussion with the Washington Post. They were very interested in the story. Um, they were pursuing it. We we together with them jointly, but it was just taking too long. I mean, they have a long involved process. They, they had very good intentions. We we you know we had good people there, but um, it sort of uh, uh, flew out of control. Uh, David Grush's name was leaked on the internet. Um, he was mm-hmm. getting threats. Uh, we couldn't wait to go through their whole process yeah. anymore. So we had to publish it fast. So we published it in the debrief where we published before. It's a very credible website, you know, specialized. Yeah, it's a good, it's good. Intelligence. Yeah. So they did a very good job. They had their own fact checking. They have their own experts. And mm-hmm. um, 
but we have no beef. I mean, we know what the process is with the mainstream media. It's it's always difficult. Uh, we we just had to move quickly. Right. I guess huh. the issue is uh, physical evidence. That's what they're looking for. And uh, what does it take to get physical evidence, or at least <laughs> photos released? I mean, this well, is the... you know, there is, uh, let's put it this way. A lot of this subject is remains highly classified. Yeah. Um, so Congress has been given information that we, uh, we don't know, we don't have. Um, uh, whether there is physical evidence uh, that has been conveyed to Congress uh, we don't know. We hear stories. We know people um, uh, who, who have testified, who have given information, but we are not able um, to, you know, to verify that to the point of putting it in, in, in an article. So uh, physical evidence is very hard to get. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, it would be nice. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, it'd be nice to, to show a craft, you know, to have a, yeah. a, tour, a congressional tour uh, you know, of, of uh, a retrieved flying saucer, but it, it just doesn't happen that way. This this yeah. field is very very um, complicated, encumbered with all kinds of national security uh, constraints, and uh, so far <clears throat> it's just not available. Yeah. Has anybody in the field commented on your your children's book? Um, not really. No. So. I don't <laughs> Maybe we should get it to Congress. Yeah, maybe you should. <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> Read this yeah. to your grandkids, guys. Right. Uh, well, or well, any any uh, any uh, of the usual suspects as far as uh, following up on uh, UFO encounters and stuff. So yeah, uh, yeah. Has 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 the book uh, received any uh, feedback from the from the UFO community as well? We have some nice yeah. reviews, uh, actually. Yeah, you do. And, you know, On Instagram, I've gotten actually a lot of good feedback from a lot of the sites that have thousands <laughs> and thousands of followers. Huh. They were excited about it and happy to see a, a picture book. And mm -hmm. I should say, too, that the University of New Mexico Press, uh, which published uh, bo both The Believer and this yeah. book, um, did, uh, you know, consult uh, child psychologists and some experts before they published it. Yeah, they because, were very careful. Yeah, they wanted to uh -huh. have the security of knowing that the book was solid and, you know, right. what, you know what uh, impact it could have on families. And so, exactly. so they did a lot of due diligence yeah. um, and they came away satisfied <laughs> that, that the book was solid and worth uh, publishing. Right. And also the local, the Roswell newspaper, Benjamin Reviews, they were very excited about it. Oh, that's and cool. did a, a long uh, interview with both of us. So they were, uh, and I, the reviewers actually had grandchildren and children of their own. <laughs> so they were very positive about the book. There is a section that on was, Roswell in the book, by the yeah. way. Uh -huh. You know, that, that, as you know, is a case where the government right. has been very forthcoming, right. to say the least. Um and, a lot, a lot of disinformation too. Out yeah, there. yeah. I mean, the story that it was actually a weather balloon that crashed. <laughs> yeah. uh, all that is 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 problematic, shall we say? Yeah. I know that if I were still teaching, I would teach this book. <laughs> I really would. Great. Well, we have had people say that it should be taught and it should be it should libraries. So uh, hopefully, it will be and. Every time we've spoken to a librarian, you know, they were excited and they have taken it in. Uh -huh. 
That's good. What's yeah. the format? Is it hardcover? Or, it is uh, hardcover. And is yeah. it uh, like oversized? Uh, <clears throat> uh, no, picture? it's a traditional size of. But it, it's interesting. It does. It, the cover is imprinted on the on the uh, on the book. It doesn't have a paper cover. Paper cover. Uh, so do you, have a, do you have a copy handy there? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Let's. Can we see it? Let's see. Oh, okay. It's. Yeah, yeah. it's very cool. Yeah. Yeah, they did yeah. a nice uh, job. They really did. Sort of nice too with the. Huh. Yeah. yeah. That is it's very nice. atmospheric, um, which is really what pleased us. Yeah. Yeah. They did a nice press release too. That one you sent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They they were very professional about it, and I mean New Mexico. It's it's a subject very close to their yeah. heart. Yeah. 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 Right. You know th this phenomenon has really. Uh, happen everywhere around the world. It's not just American. It's right. Not, you know, but um, the most famous cases, or many of the most famous cases, uh, have been out there. You know, in mm -hmm. Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, right, uh, California. Maybe because people <laughs> are outdoors more there. You know, um, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of speculation why it should be. But um, in places where people spend a lot of time outdoors, they're looking up more, and they probably mm -hmm. uh, tend to have more observations. Yeah, they seem to be all over. Uh, back in the uh, 1980s, Trish and I led adventure tours to South America, and we we went on three different um, excursions to the upper Amazon in an old rubber boat uh, and stopping at these villages. And there were stories we heard of of the yeah. crafts appearing there and uh, people coming out of them and, you know, um. Talking with the the locals and bearing and, gifts. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know about bearing gifts. But. Well, lipstick. They had lipstick. One one of them. One of the stories was the woman was given a tube of lipstick. <laughs> wow. You know, I gotta say that once you get into this field, as you as you two know, I'm sure one story is stranger than the next. Yes, right. Well, that's and for sure. You cannot make this stuff up. The stories uh -huh. people tell. About encounters they've had, and again, people say, "Well, you have any proof?" No, I don't have any proof. <laughs> Which but... is why, you know, as an author, you feel so compelled <laughs> right. to stick to the verifiable right. and not, you know, drift off into right. an area where you can't absolutely confirm what you've said. So we I mean, were John, careful. John Mack uh, uh, really wished that there was a science of witnessing. That witnessing uh -huh. would be accepted mm -hmm. as a, as a kind of scientific proof. Uh, I mean, it is in religion. Good point. Yeah. But uh, and and in courts. I mean, if 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 a witness says, "I saw uh, the suspect do this and this," and, and the jury believes the witness, even though there's no film or video, uh -huh. uh, that can result in a conviction. Right. So, you know, courts sort of accept witness testimony. Religion accepts witness testimony. But we're reluctant to accept it because we want to see, you know, scientific proof, something tangible. I understand that. The spaceship, well, the alien. <laughs> yeah, but this, this phenomenon so far has not produced that. So that's yeah. the mystery. And as you know, the, the, the subtitle of our book is Mysteries in the Sky. Uh, this is a mystery. We don't yeah. solve the, the, the mystery. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, the stories are so so strange. Some of them uh, we uh, years ago had an opportunity to observe uh, Bud Hopkins regressing a person to oh, her experience, and uh, we had met him at a uh, UFO conference in Hollywood, Florida, and he needed a ride to get to. He had gone on a, a Miami radio station uh, talking 
about the subject and he had call-ins and one of the women who called in he 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 sensed that she was uh, her story was really uh, we said we'll, we'll drive you we'll yeah, drive so, you <laughs> so we we drove him up to uh, Lake Worth where the uh, they lived and we watched uh, uh, him in the whole process. And she described being floated down the hall, out of her bed, down the hall and right through the wall of the house and to a, not a, not a craft, but like a tube of light in the back yard. And so there were three of them and they're around her and they went up this tube. And as it turned out, uh, she lived very close to where the National Enquirer used to have its uh, <laughs> offices. And uh, in, this was around Christmas time. And they used to have this huge Christmas tree, like a 50-foot high Christmas tree. And they had a little train for kids. And it was Decorated. Big, yeah, it was a big hol holiday e event there. And uh, so she she pointed out the Christmas tree to them. And, you know, about the National Enquirer was the, the place that you know, <laughs> actually wrote about it back in the 80s. And they actually wrote about uh, UFOs and uh, and she pointed pointed the Christmas tree out to them. And uh, so Bud asked her, what did they what did they think? And she said, they're not impressed. That was her response. Yeah. Yeah, that was a curious. She was well, you know, uh, uh, these stories are fascinating, but we don't deal with them in this book, as you know, right, it's right. Very close to uh, just as sightings. Um, and the fact that now uh, the government says uh, they've come, uh, you know, around finally and said after years of misinformation, disinformation said, yeah, these objects are physically real, most likely. Mm -hmm. Because they've been captured on radar and video, uh -huh. they've been you know eyeballed by uh, pilots with uh, excellent training and visual skills. So the objects are real, but other than that, we, we know don't know anything. <laughs> right, right. Uh, the the government and what's been revealed so far through the Navy that it's it's just objects right now, nothing really further than that, except mm -hmm. that the objects. Uh, they don't know what they are, or a lot well, of them they don't know what but they are. Th that's true, but they know a little bit. They know, for for example, that some of them have been seen entering and, and coming out of the water, yeah. right. which is why they've changed the name of the investigative agency to the all-domain uh, uh, you know, research uh, uh, arrow office, So, uh, because it's not just up in the atmosphere uh, that these things have been spotted. Um, so they know that they seem to operate in multi, uh, you know, media, uh, air and water. Um, they know that they seem to have amazing aerodynamic abilities that are not known to be possessed by any power on Earth. They go faster than anything we we uh, we think we anybody on Earth is capable of, mm -hmm. um, and they can be invisible. Um, they. Um, they make you know turns in an astonishing uh, you know uh, sharp way. I mean, that would uh, kill humans. That are just not known to, the technology that's not known to be possessed by the Russians or the Chinese or us. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So, Ralph, did your views about UFOs, aliens, and abductions change from the time you began uh, this research on this subject? Well, I got a great respect for John Mack, I'll say that, mm -hmm. uh, because I thought he was very careful. Uh, I mean, as you probably know, Harvard put him under investigation. Yeah, right. Not happy with his um, two books and with his uh, public appearances. 
he was a little bit overenthusiastic, which he acknowledged. Uh, Harvard thought they were getting a bad name. Uh, you know, actually, Harvard had pioneered all kinds of strange research, mm -hmm. um, going back to William James 100 years before. But anyway, um, but I got a great respect for the care and the courage of John Mack because he was willing to take the heat. Yeah. Uh, whereas other people would be afraid and colleagues of his would not have taken this on because they were too uh, afraid of injuring their careers. But uh -huh. he, he, he was very courageous and uh, uh, single minded and uh, heroic uh, word I use at the end of the book. So um, um, you asked me if my opinions changed. Well, I didn't know very much about the field when I took it on. I mean, I stumbled across one of John Mack's books. Uh, when we were in Texas, I was a correspondent for the New York Times in Texas, and that's what got me started. And then he was run over and killed in London. Um, uh, he had written a, a, a Pulitzer Prize winning biography of Lawrence of Arabia, and he was going back for a conference, and he got run over because he was an American. He looked the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you're satisfied that was an accident? Yes, I, I checked it out carefully. I know the yeah. guy who ran him over. I mean, I learned about the guy who ran him over. Yeah. He was drunk and it was in thoroughly investigated. It sounds too, you know, weird, right? You know, to be con a conventional explanation, but it really was. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, but um, so I didn't know much about the subject when I started. My my background was reporting for the New York Times on Nazi war criminals and mafia <laughs> and <laughs> totally <laughs> different public <laughs> officials and, yeah. and suddenly here I am in this new subject and I I pursued it like any reporter would pursue a subject so yeah my opinions changed because I I knew nothing to begin with uh -huh. hmm. Deborah yeah. what about you I mean did you always believe in UFOs no not at all uh -huh. I actually had no opinion on the subject because it was an area I had never looked into mm -hmm. you know my background is nutrition so I studied biology oh, wow. <laughs> physiology and chemistry and nutrition and I was you know very glued to the science so I never ventured into that area at all I had no reason to you know I didn't know anyone who had any story uh -huh. to tell so I was very skeptical and, you know, even now I am in awe of what's going on. I don't know what to think. You know, I would tell people, I don't believe it and I don't not believe it. You know, I'm mm -hmm. somewhere in the middle. I, I also would love to see physical proof, but oh, we all would. you know, we go by what we do know and what's verifiable. There's enough out there and certainly you know, as a reporter, when people all over the world who don't know each other are telling the same or very yeah. similar stories, you begin to think something is very going on here and something's very real. So mm. you, you can't deny it. Um, are you aware of Preston Dennett, Ralph, the author? Uh, he, his name is Preston Dennett. He's probably written more UFO books than anybody else on the planet. But one of the books he just finished was called Symmetry. And it's supposedly a true story about this woman, Dolly, who apparently remembers abductions since childhood. Now, you know, who knows? There's no way anybody can prove any of this. But it's another one of those stories you hear and it makes you think, you know, it makes you it makes you question. Yeah. And she has so much detail, too. Yeah, uh, I mean, about the just... crafts and being taken aboard and and that the craft itself is biological and and it's run telepathically. 
Yeah, yeah, and has has a name, and she communicated with it, and apparently still does. But you know, well, it's... you know, the one thing that did impress me was, um, and and John Mack made a whole point of this, that the people who were telling stories like this are otherwise uh, completely normal. I mean, yeah. The, yeah. he found no identifiable pathology uh-huh. in these people who were telling these stories. So the stories are totally wild yeah. and crazy and, you know, n- not to be believed, or, you know, uh, I mean, <laughs> unfathomable stories. And yet uh, the, the people themselves uh, are otherwise completely sane and normal mm-hmm. and teachers yeah. and professors and law enforcement people. And, you know, it, uh, she worked uh, for the Department of Treasury. Yeah, and defense. And defense. Yeah. Our government who have had experiences like this. They don't always talk about it or often. But um, so that's what struck John Mack is that these people were normal in every other way. Uh, and why and, and it didn't it, it advance them to tell these stories. As mm-hmm. a matter of fact, it hurt them because um uh, they got subject to ridicule and they lost mm-hmm. their jobs or they you know people made fun of them so there was no <laughs> financial motive there was no uh, other motive to come forward to make it up so he was left with well maybe on some level somewhere <clears throat> somehow in another dimension i don't know it, something happened yeah yeah so, yeah, I mean, so, it, so it, really i'm, I'm sorry all, go ahead so, John. so is that is that part of your inspiration for writing this, uh, for producing this children's book is to hopefully uh, uh, set the precedent that you don't have to be scared to come forth and talk about this? Well, exactly. We really hope that it provides some level of comfort to kids Uh who feel uncomfortable or strange or different or afraid. Um, obviously, the, the, with any subject, if you can express your thoughts and talk about it rather than hide them, you're you're much much healthier mentally mm-hmm. than keeping these things to yourself. So yes, we hope to bring the subject out into the open for young people yeah. and give them some level of comfort and make them feel they're not alone in the world. If yeah. it's happening to them, it's happened. Mm-hmm. You know, it has happened to other children as well. And uh, we hope it provides a, a a tool for them to get help and share their thoughts and talk to their parents or their teachers or grandparents and other children. Right. Take away the ridicule factor. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, as I said before, even in the government, uh, people <laughs> like Lou Elizondo, who headed the, uh, you know, the government's program called ATIP, Oh, right. We broke in the New York Times in 2017 um, that uh, he uh, he ran into opposition within the government, uh, even though he was the head of this Pentagon office to investigate UFOs. He ran into opposition because there were people saying this is a demonic subject. It's oh, demonic. God. You know, we don't want to we don't want to look into this demonic. Well, it's it's not demonic if you can. If you just understand that this is what people are reporting, that they yeah. saw, uh, craft UFOs, whatever. Um, so let's do the research. Uh-huh. Yeah, you have to wonder how many uh, politicians have uh, had experiences that they're not willing to talk about. Uh, Besides remember- Jimmy Carter. What, didn't, yeah, isn't he, Carter the one? Yeah. he got a lot of grief for that. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Oh, I mean, he admitted that he saw a UFO. Um, and and that was back at a time when it was still a much more a subject of ridicule. 
and uh, he was he was laughed at. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I keep hoping the aliens will come down and take some of the more offensive politicians, <laughs> <laughs> like the book banners. <laughs> right. Well, you know, again, I'm glad you mentioned book banning because, you know, we find that whole idea so offensive. Again. Oh, it's horrid. Just talk to kids. You know, let them read what they want to read. If you as a parent subject yeah. <laughs> isn't appropriate, don't buy the book. But don't tell one parent that, you know, a book shouldn't be in the library. And what these people don't know is by banning a book, they're giving it such visibility. Yes, they exactly, are. Yeah. Free publicity. So yeah. it, it's it's crazy. But clearly, we, you know, we need to have the field very open and no subject should be off the table in terms of discussion. One subject or another may be right. unpleasant, but... Yeah. You don't make it, you don't by banning the book, you don't take away the subject. It's still there. Right. Yeah. Does it just disappear? Right. <laughs> yeah, it's uh the um Barnes and Noble in our town in Wellington. Yeah, Florida, it's great. Uh, walk in there, there's a big table right near the entrance that's banned books. That's great. And and I've seen Katie that picture Lohan's and doing it in her bookstore in Key West. So yeah. They yeah. get very good visibility. And That's to be good. clear, books that were banned from both sides of the aisle. So don't trust, don't think that just because one side gets in charge, books don't get right. banned. So there you <laughs> yeah. go. Oh, no. I mean, you know, yeah. it's true for, for different reasons, whether it's religious or weirdness or whatever. Yeah. You know, there was somebody who wanted to ban the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, yeah. There you go. The Bible has a lot of violence, as we yes, know. it does. And, uh, a lot of sex those, in it, violence. I mean, and all those begats, you know, where yeah. did those begats yeah. <laughs> Certainly, certainly yeah. that book should go away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Ralph, have you interviewed uh, Marco Rubio? You know, we tried, Leslie and I. Um, uh, he, I don't think he likes the New York Times very much. <laughs> um, um, but we tried to interview him early on. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Uh, Marco Rubio, uh, Tucker Carlson, um, a lot of the right-wing conservatives uh, are very interested in UFOs. Right, mm -hmm. they are. Yeah. And, um, and, and Tucker Carlson has had Leslie on a few, a few times, actually, huh. talking about UFOs when he was at Fox. So I don't know what the connection is between, you know, mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> conservative MAGA Republicans and UFOs, but <laughs> there's some interest there. Um, and... Um, but to answer your question, we did not interview Marco Rubio. We tried. And I, I got to tell you this also. Um, when we did the David Grush uh, article uh, about the high-level intelligence guy who says that the U.S. has mm -hmm. the craft, um, um, we couldn't talk to members of Congress because they are strictly sworn to secrecy. Mm -hmm. uh, we have gotten information uh, from witnesses, whistleblowers like David Grush. It's always on... Um, it's always top secret, um, huh. classified, it's classified. So we can't even talk to them about um, what, what information do you have? Uh, you know, well, what do you think is going on? Uh, you know, what they don't talk about that. And huh. that's true for congressional staffers at the Senate Intelligence Committee, the House Intelligence wow. Committee, Armed hmm. Services, um, and members themselves. So this is not something, you know, everybody says, well, Congress leaks like a sieve. Well, they don't leak on this subject. I can tell you that. Yeah, I um, wonder why. I mean, well, they leak on everything else. <laughs> they leak on everything else, but 
they take this very seriously. And we have gotten, first of all, nobody wants to go to jail for yeah. you know, uh, leaking national security information. Um, and this information is classified. Um, the stuff that's not classified, we reported on in the New York Times and elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the stories about um, um, uh, sightings and, and right. the physical evidence to the, to, the, to the extent we could talk about it. Um, so we've reported on it, but the, the really good stuff uh, we can't get at because it's classified. Right, yeah. Have you ever yeah. asked for a tour of Roswell? <laughs> now that would be interesting. I've been there, and you know, it looks like every other place. Uh, yeah, right. But there have been people like Diana Pasolka, uh, uh-huh. who has a new book out. I understand she's the religion scholar, um, who who's a very incredible writer. On this. Oh, right. And she um, uh, she did go uh, to Roswell and and other places and pick up stuff, and it was being analyzed. So. Uh, Jacques Vallée and and Gary mm. Nolan at, at Stanford and others are really, uh, <laughs> you know, doing the hard research. And let me say one other thing, because there are people who are doing credible research in this field. And then there are so-called skeptics who all they say is uh, it can't be true. It's uh, not, you know, and if the skeptics would do as much work as <laughs> some of the researchers who really right. look into this. Yeah. Be much better skeptics. There's nothing wrong with being skeptical. Right. But to be skeptical uh, from a standpoint of understanding enough of the subject so that you can question the holes that there are. And there are exactly. there's no there's a lack of physical proof. Right. Uh, but this some of the, many of the so-called <laughs> skeptics uh are just they're, they're lazy. They don't do their homework. All they do is uh <laughs> is ridicule the subject and they haven't delved into the voluminous research um, which does exist right it's the same yeah. with uh, in the field of uh uh paranormal the paranormal they they except they, the ufo thing is worse yeah you know a years ago rob and i knew a guy who had been abducted back remember mikey he had been oh. abducted on a halloween night and oh yeah, right. He, he he was so haunted by this thing, and of course everybody ridiculed him that he talked to, except for us. So we took him to a psychiatrist. Yeah, Schwar- we, uh, Schwartz. Bernard uh, Schwartz. Yeah, wasn't his uh, first name Bernard? Bernard. I think so. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, sure yeah, he was up in Vero Beach, Florida, and oh. uh, he he uh, uh, he regressed him. Re- regressed him, and he just really broke down. Uh, during the regression and uh, but describe the interesting interior of this craft with there is some writing in the wall uh, the interior wall that he 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 uh, tried to duplicate after it was over Hmm. but uh, uh, but you could see that he really experienced something he was so traumatized by this memory you yeah. know, so people can't make that stuff up. Right. You well, can't make up trauma. John Mack. I mean, yeah. John Mack, who's a psychiatrist who knew how people act, said that the it was so authentic the yeah. way people recreated the experience that he found that very credible. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's... Uh, you guys got to write a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> well, when there's more information... <laughs> Nail yeah, it whatever. Down. If we're right. comfortable, maybe we will. Well, you know, a lot of people ask me, you know, what 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 more is coming out, mm-hmm. and where is this thing headed? And when you look at how far we've come, right? Uh, I mean, the government was putting out disinformation for decades, 
saying that this thing is a phenomenon is not real it's hallucinations yeah uh, and all that and now uh, they've actually uh, had two hearings in congress there's been um, two reports that have come out not terribly illuminating but there's still <laughs> so um, but uh, at least now the government is saying that these things are real and yeah. uh, a lot of the uh, sightings remain unexplained they're not all explainable mm. uh, as they used to say. So um, um, uh, I think uh, we're in a good, we're, we're heading in the right direction. Let's put yeah. it up. There's yeah, there's, to, there's uh, efforts. There's a lot to do, but. Uh, it seems like there's efforts to. And in the internet age, information is shared. Right. In right. seconds. So again, when something yeah. happens, you know, it's not buried. Everybody knows it in, within an hour. The whole world. Exactly. Everybody's got a on. cell phone now. Yeah. yeah. You know, you yeah. have to run into your house to get a camera if you see something. Yeah. Um, uh, so um, there is that. And the Navy uh, instrumentation has gotten very, very sophisticated. The you know, we put out um, a number of three videos at the New York, in the New York Times when Leslie and I wrote our first story in 2017. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you know, so this is all in a few years that the Navy has. Yeah, gotten, that's true. Uh, you know, this record. Um, so when you, if you say, well, what what's the prognosis for the next 50 years? You can only imagine the kind of information that can be picked up. Um, so in that sense, uh, I think we're, we're going to be getting a lot more information. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, 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 you know, uh, talked a lot about, uh, the, uh, whistleblower, uh, and everything, but, uh, I don't, I, and Trish and Rob, I haven't heard, uh, your, uh, uh, reaction to this either, but the Las Vegas, uh, the mm -hmm. Las Vegas yeah. story that came out, uh, yeah, I saw right, that. right in the wake of the whistleblower with the, uh, yeah, it was supposed very with, strange. Yeah, you know, yeah. it reminded me a little bit of the Varinga uh, uh -huh. in Brazil, where which John Mack investigated. And there's a film about that, um, about three girls who uh, saw uh, what they described as an alien on the street and. Mm -hmm. the, and a number of the aliens supposedly, again, is according to the story, got picked up by the police and taken to a hospital, and uh, they they died presumably, uh, but there were tests done and all that. Anyway, um, so um, yeah, I mean uh, the, that that Las Vegas thing was really weird. It came out right at the time. Yeah, of the David Rush story. Hmm. Uh, also, when your uh, story came out. Uh, there was also a, a SETI convention yeah. going on, and you know SETI, they're interested in aliens as long as they live far away. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the, so one of the participants wrote an article, uh, and he was saying, "Well, what we're doing at the SETI convention is much more interesting than this <laughs> article about David Grish." Is <laughs> yeah. it, very defensive, anyhow. <laughs> well, you know, John Mack said. Uh, 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 looking, uh, he he was pretty dismissive of the SETI process. He said, mm -hmm. it was "Like looking for a good Italian restaurant in the Cosmos, <laughs> 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 because it's very anthropomorphic. It's they're yeah. using you know radio waves and things. Um, so he thought it was really old-fashioned their mm -hmm. technology. Um, whereas the evidence that he was accumulating, which was all anecdotal." Mm -hmm. um, he thought 
uh, was really more interesting to, to pursue, um, even though, again, it was not scientific in the sense that they could put their hands on anything. It was all uh, witness accounts. But um, um, but that should count, you see. <laughs> oh, it should count for something. Yeah, uh, it should. Well, you know, Carl Sagan, they, they sent probes out. You know, he put out a record that they sent out to, you know, far into the outer space that if it ever reached uh, an alien civilization, they could learn about humanity. And, right. Um, so um, who knows? That was kind of a form of SETI. So. Yeah. Ralph, are you working on anything new now? Well, I've been pretty tied up with Deborah promoting UFOs. <laughs> uh, <Yeah. laughs> um, we are going to be, we're in Exeter now, Exeter, New Hampshire, where I teach in the summer, but we're going to be coming back in uh, Labor Day because they have a big a UFO festival in Exeter because, as you said, the uh, incident at Exeter, which happened in the yeah. city, uh, a whole bunch of sightings, um, it's, it's a famous place. Um, so they're very interested in, in the phenomenon and we're going to be coming back to talk about our book and, uh, and sign copies. And I was, we, we, we'll, we'll also get... be in East Hampton at their children's book festival, um, mid August. So it's one of these. How yeah. about the Miami book fair in November? That thing is huge. It is. I applied to that, but we Did weren't you? accepted. So really? That's and, yeah, I would have liked to have gone to that. Yeah. That's crazy. So there's a lot of book fairs. Uh, yeah. Trish, and, uh, you know, we like to get to as many as possible. It's kind of hard to, you know, yeah. travel everywhere. Um, but, but Miami Book Fair, I mean, that that's, <laughs> yeah. that's huge. I mean, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a whole bunch of them that we yeah. like to do. And, um, and you actually contacted somebody and they, they said, we don't want you? We didn't hear back. So I guess oh, God. Back, that's the end of it. We're going to Rye in uh, September and have a couple of others also yeah. scared. So, jeez. Well, so best of luck with that book. It's, yeah. Uh, and and if you do come to Miami, let us know. We'll come meet you down there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'd, we'd love to. That'd be great. Uh, let, let, let me. Is everywhere. And, uh, you know, and, and we found people are interested everywhere. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think so. Uh, I mean, we're competing with a lot of other things going on in the right. world. Yeah, so. except that this, this book is unique. Yeah. It really is. I mean, for, for, for a picture book for kids, it's just, yeah, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, John. Yeah. Let me share the, the uh, let me yeah, share the cover again. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, put quick. it up there. And there we go. Yeah, it's so I, cool. I, I didn't understand the H at first, and Trish right. said, right. "Oh, <laughs> right. Right. yeah, you got to kind of say the title." Yeah, you do. <laughs> immediately I, I will say because of the age when you do a search on ufos it doesn't necessarily come up right away so something uh, you're aware of when we name the the book <laughs> but um, yeah, once you it. understand it and you know to put in the age you see it right, right. yeah, yeah it's, it's just great well <laughs> yeah um john will this go up uh it well, number one, oh, wanted to share cool. the gold disc. Oh, yes, <laughs> that is, okay, that's That cool. is the gold disc that went out on Voyager. There you go. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yep, yep. Yeah. yep. And uh, so, and then, uh, yes, uh, we will put this up uh, a week from Sunday. Okay, oh, great. I'll send you the link, Ralph. Okay. Yeah. 
It's great having you on. Oh, it's great. Now, now we have a YouTube channel too, finally. So <laughs> John has finally been able to have time to put that up. So so when we show when he's showing these uh photos, uh, you know, it'll be a, uh it won't be just audio as uh, yeah. as before. So yeah. So yeah, check out the yeah, check out the YouTube channel to see the uh illustrations that we shared because that is <laughs> it is a beautifully illustrated book for sure. Yeah. Oh good. Great. Okay. okay. Great talking well, thank to you. you. It was great talking to you. Well, stay in so touch. Much. Yeah. Okay. okay. Take and care, you guys. And good luck with the uh, future. Good luck with future uh, developments, uh, Ralph. Yeah, we're watching. I'm, we're, I'm you sure know, you're Leslie all the time, and yeah. you know, staying tuned because this thing is moving fast. So yeah, I see her on Facebook. She makes some uh, yeah. posts about it on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's terrific. She really yeah. knows the stuff. Great. So. Uh, and I yeah. hope you guys have a sighting. <laughs> well, it, would we'll be, it would be interesting yeah. <laughs> maybe they don't want us for some reason yeah. <laughs> yeah. okay well take okay. care have a good evening right. and a good weekend thank you bye now okay. bye thank you so much thank you thanks for joining the mystical underground visit www.themysticalunderground.com for the latest blog post and book info. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. Listen to the podcast at podcast.themysticalunderground.com. Follow Trish and Rob on Instagram at Trish and Rob McGregor. Follow us on Twitter at The Mystic Cast. Send email to podcast at themysticalunderground.com. And until next week, thank you for listening and stay mystical.